undergraduates by taking it one summer when I could read the novels the way they were meant to be read, sitting on the grass and leaning against a tree for a whole lazy afternoon, and another, and another, and another. Ten years later, I had remembered the trees better than the books. Gloria had evidently written just the two choruses to Rose's turn because she bowed at last to the desperately applauding audience and sat down. The university president came to the lectern and adjusted the microphone. Come on, Tella said. We can talk somewhere else. I left with a tug of regret. Gloria's speech was the last one, and it would have been fun to listen while the names of the graduates were called. The practice of actually handing out diplomas depended on small numbers, and UNR had finally become too big to let the departing seniors walk across the stage. But Tella was paying, and I had to hear what she wanted to say. We walked through the crowd of parents and other assorted friends and relatives, out of the quad, past the school of business, and across another sweep of lawn to the student union. The cafeteria in the basement was open. We skipped the empty steam table, the few sandwiches of stale Wonder Bread and saran wrap, and picked up two cups of coffee. Tella paid, and we took them to a table outside, overlooking more trees and Manzanita Lake, which was not much more than a large pond with swans. Even that close to real ones, the image of Tella as swan-like, held. An obese golden Labrador waddled over, looking hopeful. How much do you know about my family? Tella asked. Only what I've read in the papers, I answered. She grimaced, distorting the perfectly made-up face. Go on. Your father was Ted Scope, I said, shortened from Skopalowski. He was a self-made millionaire, but he had to do it more than once. Started a computer company, lost it, started another one, hit big. When he died last year, he left his stock and scope chips and everything else to your mother. You and your brother sued to break the will, and the lawsuit is still winding its way through the courts. I shrugged. It must be tough, but I'm not sure what you want from me. I want. We want. My brothers know I'm doing this. I want you to find out something about her that we can use to force her to bargain. The Labrador pushed his fat, wet nose against my leg. I reached down and patted his head. He settled it on my knee, looking up with desperate brown eyes. Tella and I were the only people on the terrace. Everyone else was at the ceremony, or already gone for the break. The dog had a lean couple of weeks ahead until the summer session started. You want me to blackmail your mother, I said. Tella shifted uncomfortably and looked out at the swans. What makes you think there's something to find? There has to be. There just has to be. She, she worked in a casino, for God's sake. Her past can't possibly stand up to scrutiny. A casino? She was a 21 dealer when my father met her. Tella said 21 as if it were a social disease. I patted the dog again, not wanting to laugh. A flurry of fat brown sparrows landed on the next table, suddenly discovering that the terrace was inhabited. That isn't a crime, I said. A lot of very nice women deal 21. I'm willing to ask a few questions, but I think it's going to be a waste of your money. I didn't like the idea of getting involved in a family squabble, but Tella wasn't the type to write bad checks, and I needed the money. Why can't somebody negotiate this? How did it get so nasty? 
It started when my father was still alive. He took all the credit for scope chips, but the breakthrough in technology, the fuzzy logic chip, was really my brother Mike's work. And Daddy treated Mike as if he were one more hired hand, argued that the chip was a work for hire, didn't want Mike's name on the patent. The Labrador had given up on me and was now staring woefully at Tella. She gave him a look in return that stopped him from even thinking about drooling on her white skirt. One sparrow hopped off the table and inspected the concrete. This so-called fuzzy logic chip... I have a sense of what fuzzy logic is. It's a gap between on and off. Somebody described it as the gradation between hairy and bald. But I don't understand the big deal. I thought the Japanese had been using fuzzy logic for years to make fast trains come to a smooth stop.